0: Welcome to the KFA Podcast, where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass.
1: He's, he's, all right. Uh, by the way, thank you for putting all this together. Give this man, the man, the myth, the legend, give him a big round. Woo. All right. Let's start off with this, and we'll just go to whoever uh, whoever has it. We'll throw mics around. Um so, so to all of you, you guys can start if you want, how can a busy real estate agent who is not super techie use AI in their business today? So I think from, from you, like what would be the, hey, day one, what's the one or two things they could go use You know, this afternoon just start? Like where, what's the first one to just start places? Awesome. You wanna take it first?
2: Sure,
3: sure. Um, yeah. If, if there's only a few people in this room that hadn't really just started, but if you haven't just started, I would think about it two ways. Um, you can either start like in the business, or you can just start like like I have this stuff in my refrigerator. GPT or Hoosie, what should I make for dinner tonight? Just just start like processing. Just like think of this as just cognitive labor, just willing and able to help you figure stuff out. So just start asking to help figure stuff out. Like especially in a safe like one of the reasons why I made Hoosie is because it's a safe environment. Your information doesn't go anywhere. Your data doesn't go anywhere. Your documents don't. It all stays right there safely for you. Right. That's the, one of the first reasons why I built this thing. So you know, if you go to a place like that. Just see how it processes and, and get started with that. And then second of all, I would f- worry about less about prompting and more about asking the goal. Like tell who's here, tell ChatGPT, here's the goal of what I want to achieve. How would I best achieve that? And let AI kind of guide you through instead of you thinking you can wrangle this thing and tell it exactly perfectly what to do. Say here's the goal, here's the outcome I'd like. What are the steps I would take to achieve that? And then follow those steps. That's how it starts.
4: I wanna jump in, you know, it's not even real estate related, but the other day, like I find new ways to use ChatGPT all the time. I was struggling with some stuff, honestly, just like anxiety in my personal life. And I'm Christian. And so I asked AI, hey, can you you give me like 10 passages that would help me work through this? And like, how powerful is that? Because we know the Bible's not meant to be read like front to back, but I had a problem and it gave me some places to start and to go explore further. So there's so many ways to use this I just want to chime in and say that it's not all about business. I think
2: it, it helps you in your personal life. It helps you in your business life too. So, uh, I think ideation is probably the easiest way to get in there. It, just start asking ChatGPT, like, hey, I'm running out of ideas how to reach my target audience. Uh, it's going to give you ten different ways that you could start taking action right now. And if if it gives you ten ways, we can take those ten things. Should I switch to the handheld?
4: Do we have any more of these?
2: But uh, like taking, like if you if it gives you ten ideas, take that first idea and say, can you elaborate more on idea number three? And it's going to take it us a, a, a deeper level. So, but learning how to use the product effectively and and figuring out a way to fit it in your business, if you haven't done it yet, is probably, I would say, instrumental first. Yeah. Anything to add?
0: I'm not a real estate agent, so I have no idea.
1: (laughs) 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 All right, so let me, I'll just talk loud for this one. For for you, what would be, and I'd love to hear from all four of you, what's one thing you would do to generate business using AI, right? So like, hey, you guys, the next week, what's one thing you would use AI to help you do to generate actual maybe buyers or sellers in the
3: next in the next several days? Hmm. Okay, I'll go for, while we're passing mics around. Um, there's a lot of tools. Uh, let's think about it this way. How big of a budget can you really have for social media? I mean, how much do you really want to spend? So whenever I start a business, I, I start the business specifically with a $0 Marketing budget because I figure if I'm not developing a product or service that's worth my customers posting about, I'm kind of missing the whole point. So, my point is instead of using AI just to write your social media, you could also talk about how do I create an experience that's worthy of my customers posting about me. Because the business is not about how many people can you get into your sphere and how many people can you collect in your database. It's really about how many databases are you in. How many people are talking about you? How many people are posting about you? How many people are passing on your name to the to their realtor? So that's how I would sit down and first look about how do I, just think about questions of how do I become worthy or my product or service or my, um, my persona, to use that term, worthy about being posted about. I would start with that instead of like write the social media post for me because how many people are actually going to read it? Versus digging a little bit deeper and saying, "All right, how am I now postable? How am I worth being posted about?" That's why I think about it.
2: Personal, intentional. Yep, hundred percent. Well, you have to solve a problem. Last time I checked, you guys were problem solvers, right? You solve the problem of somebody wanting to buy; they want to buy a house. You solve that problem. How do you help them solve that problem? What are their drawbacks? What are what are what are their setbacks? What are their uh, objections, what are the hurdles that they need to overcome? Put those hurdles in AI and say, I have a buyer for this property and here's uh, one of their objections. They're on the fence because interest rates are too high. What are some ways that I can word this to get them off of the fence so that, you know, uh, make them understand that right now would probably be a better time to buy than six months. Like, that's, and you you can do that.
4: I'm not an AI expert, but I just, you know, I see stuff every every day. And one that I saw literally last night and I sent to Larry feedback. it's called HeyGen, and it blew my mind. And it's, it, you know, stuff's coming out every single day, but what HeyGen does is you put your video in and it will, it's legit guys. Like it, it will take your video and audio, will take your actual tone of voice, what you sound like, it clones your voice, and then it will transcribe it. You pick the language you want the output of your video to be. So if you're a team leader and you don't speak Spanish, but maybe you have someone on your team who does, you can make a video talking to a Spanish audience and it looks, it will literally adjust your lips and it'll, come across like you're, you know Spanish. It's pretty wild. So that's called Hagen. That's one we saw literally actually, last night.
3: We're actually developing that for a hospital right now. It just had almost ready a contract at a hospital right now because at Patient Advocacy, I was talking about my experience earlier. Yeah. So I started reaching out to hospitals, right away. how can we help right away? And that's one, access to information is a big one. So we're actually developing that right now for a hospital where any education level, any, any uh, language that you speak, get access the information and can give you medical terms in a way that you could understand it. Right, it's such a great use case, and so that's a that's a great one.
2: I, I saw hearing aids that were being developed where you you put the hearing aid in, it listens to the tone and then translates it in real time into into your earpiece. Now, so I think we need
3: that politic debates. Like, take a left or a right person, and you can like interpret back and forth, and you can maybe have an actual conversation. <laughs> that'd be that'd be wonderful these days. That's what I, they meant I to say. I don't think that's like AI's not that smart. Right? <laughs> that
1: would be a modern miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what what would you tell an agent to do tomorrow to use this to generate business? You know, it's an
0: interesting question for me because I'm I'm the mortgage guy, as you guys know, and um, you know I, I don't I, I'm kind of new to the marketing. This is kind of our sorry, moving the microphone around. This is kind of our first foray into marketing, and I depend heavily on Dayton and uh, Larry and the team to do all the marketing. So
1: I'm not. So not the expert, but, let me ask you a different question, maybe. Sure. What what do you see as the disconnect between the agents and and their clients right now? Like, what do you think the disconnect is there? And maybe we can figure out how AI can kind of help them with that. But, like, what, what do you think is the disconnect? Is it the ability to communicate in a way that's working with AI is be able to break down the numbers? Like, what do you think is the disconnect right now? From my
0: perspective, I think there's so much information out there that I'm hoping that AI can come out and help us communicate it more effectively uh-huh. and sort of distill it down and make it easier to, yeah. to digest. Because we get so overwhelmed sometimes that I know, you know, we're looking at commercial office space, and every other day I'm just like, I'm done with this. I can't take it. There's too much to try to uh-huh. process and digest. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I, I'm pretty simple. I try to look at it from the standpoint of what I've dealt with when I bought a home. And, and I just want simple. But maybe that's just my age. I
3: don't know. I, one of the disconnects, uh, Steve Murray does this report every year. He's done real trends. He's moved on now since. But he would do this study every year, and it was called a danger report. And one of the things that he would do is he'd try and figure out what are the biggest threats to our industry as a real estate professional. And for the for a long time, the number one concern that people had of their listing agent was what? They didn't communicate enough. (laughs) Like they put a sign in the yard, didn't hear from them or not hearing from my loan officer enough or there was a communication issue. In the late teens, about 2019, that actually changed. The number one threat to our industry is that the consumer now feels like they know more than we do. So when you talk about what the disconnect is, we don't have to guess at what it is. There's actual reports and studies that are done. This is what the consumers say. Because isn't it true that like, they had probably gone to the house already that they're now taking you to, to show you. They went to the open house. They've driven by it a million times. Their friend, or somebody through soccer, so they know more about the house than the buyer's agent when they come in too. So this is a real concern. So I would use AI to help maybe boost your your, your perception of your wisdom, like we were talking about earlier. Have an opinion about the industry and have that be based on knowledge. So up your game and 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 be worth be, be worth knowing. I, I want to circle back just to the
4: the getting business. How can AI get business? Obviously, we're we're at the tip of the iceberg right now when it comes to AI. So what, I'd, lo- I'd be curious to see how you guys think that business can be generated by AI or some possibilities that maybe aren't here right now, but over the next 12, 24 months, what do you guys see on the horizon changing? I'll start with Larry. Uh,
2: more at bats is what I call it. So more conversations gonna help you start more conversations, create more conversations. Uh, and what's, what's great about AI is consistency is the biggest obstacle we all face when it comes to creating content posting content consistency is the key like if, if you it's just like running a marathon training for a marathon if you train every day for a month uh, and your, your your body adapts and then you take a month off you're not s- stepping back in right where you were it's the same thing with social media you have to keep that consistency going forward so I think AI can help with a lot of things uh, ideation content creation, uh, and obviously, you know, posting and, and getting you involved in more conversations.
4: What about, what's that one software you're telling me about? Is it Air?
2: Oh, Air. Yeah, lead conversion. Oh, yeah. I, so I saw this video the other day, and, uh, and it was it was a guy talking to Tesla. He says, uh, hello, James, you know, and he's like, yeah, I don't, the, a guy on the other end of the phone, he's like, yeah, I don't have time right now. And he's like, yeah, I get that. but Can I just ask you a question? And he says, I'm calling from Tesla Motors. And he's like, yeah, what's going on? And it was AI calling his lead. And it sounded like a real human being. You won't
3: even know the difference.
2: Like, and it had an accent because they said, studies have shown that if you use AI voices with accents, they stand out more and, and people are more in tune with it, whereas if it has my accent, they're just going to hang up on me. So, uh, but he literally—they showed a, a scenario where this AI converted that lead, and then said, "Hey, if I have some more information, I, I can text it to you." He goes, "Yeah, that'd be great." And the AI, like, boom! And he goes, "Wow, I—I I just got that. That—that w- that was so quick." <laughs> you know, the guy on the other the end—he was like, "I was so quick. I can't even believe it." So. I think that's kind of a good glimpse into where we're going. How many people in here buy leads on a regular basis? Yeah. So like lead conversions. How
4: many people here hate cold
3: calling, <laughs> and would love a yeah. robot to do it for you to generate leads?
2: Yeah.
4: That's coming.
3: So so for instance, exactly right on, on lead conversion. So uh, with our transaction copilot like there'll be a cell phone number that's a texting number that your client can text in, but it's who's he, your AI agent acting on your behalf about all the questions about your file and what's going on. And so it can field all those questions 24 seven, the consistent version of you. And what you just said too about the accent is what I called Larry about a couple weeks ago about this tone of voice thing, because I was on stage doing a class and we started talking about this tone of voice and I sat there and all of a sudden I was like, but what if you're not effective? <laughs> what if your tone of voice is not effective? Isn't our job to sell a house, or to connect, a, like, isn't our, shouldn't our tone of voice be about trying to attract the right client for this listing, or you see what I mean? So there's, a, there's an absolutely appropriate place to use your tone of voice, but even stepping back in the business side, I want to make sure that this, this industry, if I'm going to be hard on it for a second, is a lot of pictures of houses and faces, houses and faces, rates and faces, and all our faces everywhere. It's about us everywhere. <laughs> it's about the clients. It's about their properties. In my, just my opinion, right? So I think we should be careful about using us too much and be more about the conduit between buyers and sellers about property and people, right? And us is in the co-pilot mode of that. So just, just something to think about. That was just a great use case. about their, They used a tone of voice that was, that was useful and practical to get the job done.
2: A tough one. I think we're gonna see more integration between different platforms. Like Eric and I are already talking about, like finding a way to integrate our tools together to make them more effective, you know. Uh, but like if you have a CRM, have whatever tool you're using integrate with that CRM. So it's pulling that data. Because Honestly, that's the whole th- purpose of all of this is to pull that data and use that data to make an educated decision going forward to go to the next step. Like if I have a lead and they took X amount of actions and your AI reports those actions to me, I know that on a scale of them not buying a house or buying a house, they're probably here versus here. And AI can pull that data and say, this is the person you should call today, right? And that's that's the power of it.
3: So there are, because of uh, like Zapier and, and Make and different programs, there are different functions where you can actually integrate or, or create workflows between systems. So that's, first of all, that, you could, that could be done now. So surprisingly, a lot of these seemingly uh, siloed things can actually be chained together through something like Zapier. But on top of that, I'm, the, what I'm actually trying to build is an integrated, complete soup to nuts. Everything about it. Because that's, as a brokerage owner, as an agent, that's the, been the most frustrating thing for 20 years. This is Nothing works together. You end up using this over here, this over here, this over there. They don't really work together. This is antiquated. This developer thought about it this way. This one. And my mind is just, and that's why in my question, was we feel like we're overwhelmed with technology because it's just a lot to manage. So I'm really trying to think long term and the entire who's system is literally supposed to replace all of it in one system and that's literally like my big vision is that you don't literally have to go anywhere else. But that's, you know, it's going to take a couple years.
4: I think we're probably going to see a lot of mergers and acquisitions too because it seems like, I don't know if this is correct, you'd know better than me, but I read a stat that like a thousand companies are being founded every single day around AI right now. People are shotgunning these new ideas out there. Some will stick, some won't. Some people will buy out, you know, Proprietary technology combine it stuff like that. I think it'll get simpler, but in the early stages. Yeah, it's a little bit I think it's
0: important to know too and as somebody that is probably the least knowledgeable on the stage about AI We are in this early right now And so the things that we know today are going to be completely different in a month in a year in two years and so the key is to start right take a step find a tool that can help you with your business and, and start using it and then find another tool and these tools are gonna you know change over time they're gonna evolve and your knowledge will accelerate, just like it did with the internet, just like it did, you know, for those of us who just got an iPhone. Uh, <laughs> no more,
1: if you no don't have an bubbles. iPhone,
0: by the way, these things are awesome. Okay, so <laughs>
2: Anyways,
0: this is
4: coming from I like a 15 of year, or whatever, Android user. So that's a real testimonial right there.
2: Wait, I thought you had a flip phone.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say, until they switch. I, I love,
3: I love what, what you said, and I'll also say that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Again, going back to that and the idea, a lot of this technology is brand new. So what's coming to the table is built by tech people for kind of other tech people because it does cool stuff, but it's not built for everybody, right? It takes too much knowledge or too much prompting or too much work. And it's a little glitchy. And it's a little bit early. So my strategy is I'm, I'm not the bleeding edge. We're going behind that and looking at all these different puzzle pieces that are being created. And then my job is to take these puzzle pieces and integrate them into a practical application. Right. It's yeah, exactly. Because I'm not a tech I'm, I'm I'm a business person that loves people. So I don't want technology to get in the way of that. I want it to enhance that. So
1: and, and I think a big part of it's like start with the end in mind. And, the, and like you went back to consistency, like what is your business missing? Instead of like even when I have someone to build out their database, we start with like we write out on paper what's the goal of this, right? What's the end in mind? And where can AI help with that? Instead of going, I, I need to incorporate all these bright shiny objects. What's missing if it's consistency? Hey, AI, write out 40 posts about why it's a great time to buy in real estate, and put them in my notes section. And one day, I put them out there, right? Like if that's what you need. Like, what's missing in your business? And let AI be an assistant. I think is, is huge. And the other thing that, that's really an, a great conversation to have to have with yourself is, what's not changing? Right. So a lot is changing. What's not changing? What's not changing is people want to feel cared about. What's not changing is people want wisdom, right? What What's not changing is people want to feel like you're having a relevant conversation with them, right? Like use AI to, to impact those things. There's a lot that isn't changing, and we can use AI to help help with that, I think, is, is a great way to look at
3: it. We do overcomplicate things. Like I was on a panel, they were talking about generational changes and talking to Gen Z versus millennials versus boomers. And I was like, but what generation just doesn't want their – <laughs> needs met before the salesperson. What person doesn't want to be communicated in the method and when they want to be communicated with? That's there's just certain they are just basic human nature things, and that's cross panel across do you everything. You have a question?
1: All right, and just let me tease this up really quick. With questions, if we like them, we're going to answer. If we don't like them, we're just going to shut them down. Is that, is that all right? Can we do that in this room? Is that cool? If we, yeah, okay. All right, good. I just want to make sure we, we go we'll go on good bunny trails and we'll cut the other bunny trails off. All right, what do you got?
4: Better be good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to get on a plane tomorrow so I got to leave I'm safe no.
3: I, I, I love this.
2: Yeah. Want to arm wrestle? So, fight. Fight. Let's do this. I mean.
3: So first of all, hopefully you get the vibe of us that I don't compete. Larry doesn't compete. Like just in general, like the whole idea is not to compete. I think that you set up your idea or your business on the predication that you have to have beating somebody else that you've set yourself up to lose eventually. Right? Like setting yourself up, like you're just going to win regardless. So Larry's going to have a bunch of people. I'm going to have a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people. But they're doing different things. And that's actually part of the reason why I was trying to say specialized GPT. You need to use a specialized AI to do your specialized task. Or you need to be the specialist and use a general AI like ChatGPT and figure it out. But one or the other. So they would each other. Totally. It right. seems like it. Yeah.
1: Here's a great question, ask yourself: Where are you losing money right now? Like, like, where's the biggest hole in your business? There, there's a company right now with a with a, a company that's uh, called Be Human, and what they did with their company is they found people were un, were, were canceling their subscriptions right after 30 days, whatever. It is. So they made a video. When you cancel your subscription with them, there's a vi- the CEO recorded one video, um, and that video it, the AI changes the name. That's all it changes, right? Hey Christina, hey Joe, hey whatever. I saw that you just canceled. The video goes out about 20 minutes after they cancel. Right? This video goes out goes, you know, hey, hey Christina, I saw that you just canceled. Most people cancel because they just didn't have enough time to try out the platform. I wanted to give you another forty-five days so you can get in there and try it out. By the way, watch this video first and let me know your thoughts. And the feeling is I just got a video from the CEO of this of this company who gave me another forty-five days ago. He did nothing. It was an automation, right? When they hit unsubscribe. And their email's there, it automatically kicks that video out 20 minutes later, and they feel like there's, right, and their retention rate went through the roof, right? So in your business, look at where are the holes, where am I missing out on, right? If it's past clients, like, where's the hole, and then go find the, AI. go, here's the hole I need to fill, right? And they get with one of these guys who goes, what's the AI that would best help fill that hole? Does that make sense? Instead of, I got to adopt everything. But you better start, you know what I mean? Yeah. Makes sense? I'm
2: totally recording a video for people who cancel their subscription now. To 100. Yeah, that's why. And I'm gonna cry. And I'm gonna cancel right just to see what happens.
1: I'll resubscribe, but I want yeah, I want to give but the video. Eating All a right. peanut butter um, sandwich. L- let me ask this: What do you think is is what's the downside um, for us? What's the biggest downside of AI in in the next in the next little while for our industry or or individuals?
2: Uh, fear, scams. Scams. I. That's the first place I usually go to. Is yeah. like, who's gonna? When the internet came out it was used maliciously too. There's people that use the internet for malicious intent. Uh, and same with AI, the only, the only drawback with AI is I think they're gonna get more complex, more elaborate, and harder to detect going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's my fear with, with it.
3: Mine's, I'm just gonna define it in terms of a gap. I think AI is the biggest gap creator we've ever seen between the people that are gonna use it and people that won't. Uh, the people that are thinking this way and the people that aren't. I, I'm worried about that gap. I'm worried about the gap between this seemingly uh, godlike technology and our archaic institutions in a society that still like fights over a PlayStation on Black Friday, <laughs> right? We have these institutions that are behind, you know, public, uh, our, our finance, our law, our education system. and this tech- We have these gaps and that's my biggest concern is these gaps that are being created because that's not good on society, it's good for the individuals, but I do have that concern. Also, part of my mission is how do we have the most people that are, you know, anchoring themselves up and leveling themselves up absolutely. You guys, I'm about 75%
4: sure that I personally, about two weeks ago, was involved in an AI scam inside of real estate here in Clark County. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk it? about it or not.
2: On the way to the closing tables when you found Uh out?
4: A day before, yeah. yeah. So I had a seller under contract, um, and we were moving their property When I say it out loud, it sounds like, oh, you should have caught that. But to be fair, the escrow agent didn't catch that this was a fake seller. I didn't catch it, the other agent didn't catch it. Somebody needed to offload their land and they had their reasons. They would call me at every angle, like the little stuff. Who's this, I won't say the name, but who's this escrow officer reaching out? And this was an old lady on the phone. So unless there's an 80 year old lady out there, very intelligently knowledgeable about how to (laughs) create scams in the real estate world, And I don't really understand what their end game was, but what I did find out from the escrow is that this is the fifth property last month that this occurred on that just went through this. this, You had one too. What was yours? Probably the same group of people. I'm communicating with the sheriffs right now. And, and I don't truly understand. It sounded like when talking to the escrow agent that this, it could happen. It has happened in other parts of the country. I don't get that. But what was really concerning is we were about to rezone this parcel from AG to rural R5 so that we could sell this thing. And that real owner would have gotten stuck with a $27,000 back tax bill. That would have happened. There would have been no way out of it. And we were this close. Yeah, go ahead.
3: I'll tell you exactly how it actually happens just to demystify it. So literally, anybody can do this. Like today, I could create a little AI agent and give it a task. So you give it a goal. That that goal, let's say, is to get a routing number or wiring instructions or your email address. I could give it a goal, give it a voice, parameters, phone numbers of who to call and everything, and just let it loose Mm -hmm. and just see what happens. And I have zero connection to it.
1: It also costs you zero dollars.
3: And it costs me literally almost zero dollars. So think if they just deploy a thousand of those. You know a hundred thousand of those what and the phones will start ringing so like my family we have a we have a safe word now so like if there's what's something weird word? going on we have a little word so if if this phone call seems weird and it's off then on the safe word you don't say it people say like well that's scary i'm like well you still lock your front door Like you just take precaution based on what's going on it's not big a deal but yeah, yeah we have a safe word now
4: yeah, yeah.
1: And, and here's one, one thing I want to say on that as far as the marketing side goes, One of the things that ticks me off that my clients don't do often enough is tell their story. they're They're not sharing what they're doing as experts for the industry and i would say like i would walk away from this class i just left this great class where we talked about with some of the experts in the country on how to do this what to like like share that you're doing this share that you're doing the work share that you're learning. like tell the story that you're doing this stuff to separate yourself from everybody else right like don't miss these moments to to put that on social to put that on your marketing to make people understand what, what what's happening yeah this one and then i'm gonna ask a couple questions and we'll open it up more
0: So Wayne, if I can just say uh, yeah. something, just to reiterate what David said, one of the most common elements of any fraudulent activity is a reason for you to move quickly. If you're being pushed to move quickly, that should be an automatic red flag. Mm. Slow down, stop, and ask some questions. It's the number one thing you can do.
4: I was Kay. able to shut it down, by the way, as soon as I asked for, like, hey, I really need you to send me some picture ID because some stuff here looks weird. So, I feel like AI could probably address that eventually so it's probably not a you know full full force backstop but that did help
1: yeah. there, you yes. there you go yeah yeah read the email all right larry let me ask you all oh, this question when what do you hope someone comes back here next year saying i used your i used your stuff and here's what it did for me what, what would you love that testimony to sound like a year from now
2: well, it's like I, I was talking earlier, more at-bats, more conversations, because I yeah. think you guys are in the people business, and I think conversations is where you get your business, and those who you're having those conversations with matters. Uh, so creating some consistency around that so that you're constantly having those communications and knowing who to have those conversations yeah. with as well is super important. I know you guys, a lot of people in here probably ignore your database. When I meet with an, an agent for the first time, I'm like, how long has it been since you have reached out to your database? They're like... So uh, I, th- I think that's the one place that you could probably start. Like Eric's like follow-up, If you put your database in, in Hoosie and you just set it to go, and it's going to sound authentic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Eric, what about you? If someone, someone uses your software a year from now. What do, you want the t- what do you want them to be able to say, like, it did this for me. Here's the impact.
3: You know, Larry, you made a good point on the stage uh, about, like, there's this vibe that if, age, if it's not free, the agent won't do it, or if it's not easy, the agent won't do it. What seller wants an agent with that attitude? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like honestly, like just some real talk here for a second. And so the answer to your question to roll that back into my platform is that we just have that we step into this role that's like, oh my gosh, there's, there are a lot of friction points, and a lot of roadblocks between, between being average and busy in, in life and being an outstanding real estate agent. There's a lot of friction there, right? So. Can an AI system help remove some of those roadblocks and reduce that friction between an average or busy with life and busy with my kids and all this other stuff and being an outstanding, excellent agent? Yes, it can. So my my answer would be, I'd hope you come back in a year from now and go, thank you for pointing that out, that I should just use AI, harness this cognitive labor, help me be outstanding because you'll be the one that's left.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yep.
4: I'm gonna ask you guys just go down the line here, individual questions about the future of AI. Um, We'll go one after another, but Larry, where do you see the future of AI? Just just specifically impacting how it's going to impact marketing, in, in, in specific.
2: Automation. I think automation is going to be key. Uh, like Eric touched on Auto GPT or Agent GPT, where you can act, you you give it a task and you say go complete this task and don't report back until the task is completed. So, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, what if I could do this? Let me. So, what if I took Agent GPT and said, go out and research all of the 10 most pressing articles with relation to housing and real estate and report back to me and tell me what they are. And then from that, summarize a bunch of those articles and put it into three pieces of content mm-hmm. that I can use to post here, here, and here that sounds authentic in my voice so that I can start conversations with people around that topic right there. And it's it's topical, it's relevant. and you." you can do that now, you can do that with agent GPT. You just go in and say, this is what I want, do this, and then and then report back to me. And it did it, it said like, cool, we created these three pieces of content, you're ready to post them to social? And I was like, oh, wow.
1: If you're not posting four valuable pieces of content a day on social media, you don't understand how easy it is to use AI. Yeah, yeah.
2: But that's, automation is where I see, at least on the marketing side, automation is going to be the key to like your consistency. Week,
4: weekly weekly database emails, newsletters, pulling that too. content for that. Yeah. No, so,
2: newsletter. Consuming. So, check this out. Uh, I use Bard. Anybody know what Google Bard is in mm-hmm. here? Google Bard. So, the thing with ChatGBT is it's not connected to the internet. It was, but it wasn't. And then they turned it off. <laughs> uh, but I said, I went into Google Bard and I said, hey, give me a list of all the, the top family-friendly events that are happening in September in Clark County and Cowlitz Cl- County. It was like, here, we put up 10 events. And I said, turn this into an email newsletter with links to those events as well. And they like, cool, okay, here you go. And it fired it out. And I was like, that's an item of value you can send out to your database. You know, like Now it's curated list of content for you. And it, instead of taking you an hour to go curate that content, it did it in minutes. And I have an item of value that I can send out to my database now. <clears throat>
3: On top of automation, I would say personalization.
2: Yeah.
3: If we do have a communication tool that's that good helping you communicate, then we should be focused on personalization of these messages. So if you did want to send out a, a newsletter today and it went out to your 500 people in your database, why can't it write 500 different emails that go out that personalize that person? You see what I'm saying? And that's, and that's what I believe is really the power. And now you're developing deeper relationships with the individual using AI, not leveraging AI to do more in less time. Right? So let's... De- deep in these relationships. I think personalization on top of automation. So if you add the combination of those two, yeah. you become a superhero. Yeah. Well, just like what you were
4: talking about earlier, Wayne, the, the CEO being able to address every single individual customer by name. Like Amazing. how many of you guys find yourself saying things like, hey friend, and sending it out to many people? <laughs>
1: it's a family.
4: Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean like that's, that takes it a deeper level of personalization and authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, the real reason Chad's up here, probably the only AI area I think you're probably more knowledgeable than other people in, mortgage lending. How do you see the future of AI Mm -hmm. impacting lending as it pertains to real estate agents and our transactions, but also like other lenders?
0: Yeah, uh, so first of all, I'm really excited to learn about all the things that AI is gonna be able to do in terms of marketing and and day-to-day operations and efficiency, Uh, and so I'm also realizing uh, how much more I need to learn when it comes to that. So I'm with you guys on that. Uh, But I've been largely focused for the past seven or eight years on trying to create more efficiency in the mortgage business. Uh, And there's a lot of things happening in the mortgage world. And it's really exciting uh, for those of us who are kind of on the leading edge of it. Um, In fact, those of you who know me, uh, you know that, you know, the reason we switched to Cardinal about five years ago is because they've been working on this. Uh, They're not the only one. There's many companies that are out there working on it. There's many companies that aren't. But what we're seeing is mortgage companies are using automation and AI to really start to reduce the amount of labor involved in closing a loan transaction. Uh, On any given loan transaction today, there's at least a dozen people involved. Uh, That's a dozen people who take time, that's a dozen people who can make mistakes, uh, and of course that's a dozen people who add cost to the transaction. And so what's coming uh, in the not-too-distant future, and this may be within a year or two, maybe sooner, is a change in how this industry operates in terms of, we used to have to decide, do we want to be a price leader or do we want to be a service leader? Or do we want to kind of try to hedge and do a little bit of both? And what's happening right now, today, is that companies are reallocating their human resources to improve the customer experience, uh, to increase their service levels, to get faster, and at the same time, they are reducing their costs. And so there's going to be a a wave of uh, lenders, and I certainly hope we're one of them, that they're going to come out and be able to be a price leader and a service leader at the same time. And just like all the other things we're talking about, the people who win that race, they're going to use artificial intelligence uh, uh, to create an advantage that is insurmountable to the others. And if, if, if I'm with a mortgage company that hasn't started, I probably already lost. This has been going on now for almost a decade in the mortgage space. So a lot of the things we're just starting to hear about and we're just you know, getting these great ideas, a lot of them started years ago. And so we don't sometimes realize how long this has actually been taking, but the curve, it's its like the hockey stick that we were talking about. It's its starting to really accelerate now.
4: Well, and I'm hearing you say, like, up until this point, I've always been told this, like, you can either, a, bit, a good business to compete can either have speed, quality, uh, what's the other one? Service. <laughs> service. <laughs> speed, quality, and service, or well, and cost, right? So speed, quality, service, kind of the same thing, and then cost. So if you're the cheapest, you're probably not gonna be the best quality and the fastest. If you're the fastest, you're probably, you might be the fastest, best quality, but you're not going to be cheap, right? And I think that AI, what we're starting to see is like, it's going to allow certain companies that embrace this to be able to be the fastest, the cheapest, and the best quality. Mm -hmm. And we're already starting to see that in the mortgage. I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about Cardinal specifically a little bit more, but...
0: Sure, and I can just share what we're doing. This is not a Cardinal pitch, but uh, we're one of several companies that are are really pushing this. And what we're starting to see right now is companies uh, automating things like disclosures. Uh, Next week, we're... uh, rolling out our, our automated docks. So we're no longer gonna have dock drivers. Uh Our system is being, is already set up and been tested to where when we get a clear close, the docks are gonna go out automatically. And these are people that are, to, to Wayne's point, or actually I think it was Larry's point, uh, There's these are jobs that are being displaced. But what we're trying to do as a, as a company is move those people into more service roles and try to improve the customer experience. And we think that the industry is gonna do that as a whole, but that's what will contribute to uh, improving the service side of things and and again there are many companies that are pursuing this It's not like we're the only one uh, And I think that we're gonna see more and more of this There's gonna be companies we've never heard of that are gonna leapfrog and become leaders and and just like all the things We're talking about the speed of a, a Advancement in these areas is going to Reach a breakneck speed. It's really gonna be
1: well and one of the things just from from my vantage point because I've I've had a, a, a View of this over the last ten years one of the things that I'm so um, I think it's so incredible that you and and, and Brett and stuff did years ago was you you all invested. And I mean, I'll brag on you if you won't brag on you. um, Right. Like years ago, you guys poured millions of dollars in all this technology before you had to right so like what I think great leaders do is they see the change coming and they take action before they have to most people wait till they have to then they t- take action some people just keep dragging their feet but, but you guys took massive action you put tons of money and infrastructure on the line way before you needed to because you saw what was coming and I think that's a true testament to what you guys are doing in, in your leadership that I mean that was five six seven years ago whenever everyone's like what are you doing right and, and and a lot of people were pulling back into their areas and you guys you guys were tripling down and I think it's a huge testament to what you guys have done on the on the backside to allow an amazing opportunity for your clients moving forward.
0: Well, I appreciate that. It is nice to be in an environment now where we don't sound like we're crazy when we talk about this stuff. But (laughs) but, uh, the thing that is coming, just to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek, and again, this is a year, maybe two years out, we think maybe sooner, but there's going to come a time when your clients can go into their mortgage company uh, and sit down, take an application, slide their tax returns, bank statements, pay stubs across the table. That loan officer will upload those items, and before that meeting's over, their loan is approved. Fully that is coming fully approved yeah. we'll just need a title report, an appraisal and in your insurance binder, and you can close. we're going to be closing loans as an industry in eight days. We'll probably be reaching out to try to get the respitilla loss changed so we can close faster that is coming very soon so be aware of it yeah
4: can you explain or elaborate a little bit more on how AI is going to be driving the price down just from what you've seen yeah as so far as how the, this process works a little bit
0: yeah so if you dive into the mortgage process in general and you know It's the same on real estate. It's the same with any business. We have a lot of people involved because there's a lot of tasks. In the mortgage business, you know, we've got the originator, the the loan officer assistant, the processor, the underwriter, you know, all the people you'd think of. But there's also all the compliance folks. There's the people who sell the loan on the secondary market. There's people who hedge. There's all these different jobs and all these different rules we have to, you know, abide by and all these tolerances and all these things we have to do. And right now, we have really, really good people doing those things. But they're not as good as AI is going to be. That's just the reality of it. So as we start to replace some of those tasks with artificial intelligence, the, that cost goes to zero very quickly.
4: Documents come in, from what I've heard, they go out to a couple different softwares. I'm not supposed to talk about that. Proprietary.
0: <laughs> so what's going to happen, and, and I'll just say it in sort of generalities, but companies are going to send their do- the documents to analytics services that are going to evaluate that spit back data And as long as that data meets their criteria, which is what I'm not gonna go into, uh, the system itself will sign off on that condition and a human doesn't have to look at it. So that's what's coming.
4: Wow. And then same kind of question, future of AI, how it's gonna impact, like for you, Eric, like productivity and what Hoosie's really nailing down on.
3: The untold story here is how quickly this is unfolding. And it's not just because of AI, it's because of processing power now we have computers that are actually processing at basically 10 to the 15, which is similar to our brain power, like processing is there. So because of that, that's been this, this influx. So just to give a little bit of backstory, it's actually not the AI technology it has been there. We just haven't had the processing power to really do it at this scale and at this speed. So because of that, we have today's fastest computer creating tomorrow's fastest computer, creating 12s, and you just see this exponential scale at which things can develop. And, and, and that's why that gap scares me the most. Because when you have such a rapid advancement of intellect into, if I'm just going to be honest, a society that's not as advanced, advancing so quickly, what happens when those dances collide, right? So as I look at this, you know, I look at this, and when I go back to my phrase about AI is just cognitive labor, the reason why it helps drive price down is really cheap cognitive labor, So if you just simply look at it that way, then all of us can harness really cheap cognitive labor to all of us do a really great job to all, you know what I mean? So this is is really the level playing field. This isn't something where the big guys win. You all have access to AI that's really dirt cheap if not free and people that can help you use it. So this is really a level playing field. So I, I would say that just think about it that way. So if you are interested in being more productive, there is a path for you. If you're interested in being better for your client, there's a path for you now better than ever before, so
4: the great leveling. I mean, I I am optimistic that this is probably going to be the greatest
3: transformation of wealth that we've ever seen in our lives. I was I was originally really pessimistic. I was like, okay, the robots are coming for sure. You know, in, in a couple of years, well, I spent two years here, of my so. life and I traveled the country and and documented all the riots that were happening across the country and everything was happening right. And I got a really good insight into humanity. We're pretty good at being mean to each other as it is. <laughs> we're pretty good at killing each other as it is. I don't think we need much help to do that. But I do think that AI brings in a lot of int- intelligence to the, to, the, to the playground, let's say, without the dogmas of politics and mental illness and, and, and religion that messes up everything, with trying to be interacting with each other. And I actually think it's gonna help provide a rudder that we're gonna have a lot of more logical like insight that we didn't have before. I'm I'm, I'm kind of seeing it this way now, honestly, and it's been a really interesting change for me to see that perspective change.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Let's open up some yeah. questions. What do you got?
0: Yeah, just a good question. Well, this is loud. <laughs> Going back to just the, the speed of getting that pre-approval and having it fully underwritten. Do you see that being a bigger competitor to cash offers? You know, with the way like as as you close faster on these loans and saying, hey, this is pretty much as good as cash, because we've looked at everything up front, and now it's like... Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the, shor- the shorter the time frame takes to get a loan done, uh, you know, the, the better we can compete with cash. And I think there's gonna be, we'll see what changes occur, but some of the things that we think might happen is we might see some of the you know, waiting periods change a little bit. We might see situations where we fully underwrite somebody before they ever look at a house. I think that'll probably become the norm. Uh, because why wouldn't you if it's only an hour or two hours long go in and get fully under and now you know, we're 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 depending on our title companies and our insurance agents and, and appraisers Which by the way, we're gonna have less and less appraisals moving forward as well due to artificial intelligence and our title companies are gonna Get faster our insurance agents are gonna get faster and this whole process is gonna get very quick and so the faster it gets uh, The less appealing cash
3: becomes for sure. It's a great question. All, all offers are cash to the seller. Yeah. You know, truly and so now if you got this pre-written underwritten right away in, I can close three days, days right. and
1: they will carry different weight you know what I mean like I, at some point in the near future be like hey this is AI underwritten which means it's bulletproof whatever, right? like, like we're going to get to a place where it's like hey Joe at the local bank thinks like oh yeah I think they're good I looked at like a bank statement <laughs> versus like I ran it through the entire internet in 8 minutes and they're good like I would sign off on this right like it's going to be there's going to be a big like you said the gap's going to get huge can't do a couple more. So two questions. Um, this is for
2: Chad. Uh, I know you keep your you know thumb on this kind of stuff really well, and I'm always interested to hear your opinion. Um, what is the future of you know interest rates? Whatever. What is your projection for 2024? I know you don't have a crystal ball, Wayne. Um, because I know you're an amazing real estate coach. Uh, what is your advice to? Agents, you know, everyone in this room to navigate this, you know, market shift uh, or current reality now and into next year.
0: So, the good news about interest rates is that they are still in the single digits. Uh, so, <laughs> 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 whoo! Yep, yep. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to check really quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Although, although we do have a
0: Fed decision next week. So, uh, no, so. It's, anybody who who thinks they know exactly what's going to happen with rates is you know probably a little more confident than they should be. Uh, but if you look at sort of the general consensus, and that's what I look at, I also look at the hedges that are being made on the secondary market because those people are only employed if they're right more than they're wrong. Okay, So uh, what we think is going to happen is that we're going to see rates start to ease Q4 of this year, Q1 of next year. Okay, The question is going to be how fast do they ease and what's going to cause those rates to come down. Initially, if the Fed doesn't change any monetary policy, if they just stay higher for longer, like they're saying they're going to do, what we expect to see is a a shrinkage in the gap between the 10-year treasury and interest rates. Right now, the gap between those two is larger than it's supposed to be, okay? And it's larger than it's supposed to be for a few reasons. Most notably is quantitative tightening, which is the process by where uh, the treasury is selling off all the bonds that they bought from themselves back during COVID. And so they're flooding the market with more Treasury bonds and the market wants to buy, and as a result, they demand a higher premium. We expect to see that come down, and that should, if that's the only thing that changes, bring rates down somewhere in their neighborhood neighborhood of 100 basis points. Not guaranteeing that. That's just what the experts are telling us. Uh, there are other things that could cause that to change, obviously, and so we don't know what's going to happen with rates. I, I'm not a, a big believer in trying to tell people with any certainty what's going to happen because uh, all that does is set you up for you know to be wrong, but. We're among friends here. Uh, I think the, the likely outcome is somewhere next year we'll see rates dropping back into the sixes. Uh, and maybe it goes farther from there depending on what happens. Now, if we get into a recession, that could, that could change more quickly. So that is that your question? So
1: here, here's my follow-up to that. How many of you actually understood what the heck you just said? Right? Right? Like the two of you. Awesome. I love you. You're brilliant. Right? Okay. So if it was me, what I would do is I would get that recording. I would put that verbiage into ChatGPT, and I would say, how do I explain this to an average person? Right? Like, hey, how, right? That's what I would do. I would go to ChatGPT and like, I got my blood work back to my doctor a couple weeks ago. I was like, I have no, no idea, right? I put ChatGPT, I was like, tell me how I am, right? And ChatGPT is like, all right, here's what's up. You need to like do this and this, right? I'm like, thank God, right? Right? But like, the, what, what, what you're experiencing is exactly the opportunity, right? Go to ChatGPT and go, how do I explain this at a, at a fourth grade level to somebody to, to help them make great decisions? Right, and and that's the opportunity, right? Like information versus wisdom, right? Or information be able to unpack it with a crayon at a diner, so that somebody understands how to make the next right decisions. Makes sense, right? And I I think that's a beautiful piece. So so
0: again, if you want, I can try again. Rates are going
1: to go down. This. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Champagne. Tell us you're smart without telling us you're smart, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then back to your back to your point, which was r- remind me of the question. Yeah. Oh advice not being yeah I, I would say the dumbest thing you could do is do this on your own and what I mean by that is, is is trying to to trial and error is the hardest way to do something if if it's avoidable right you're gonna have to do enough trial and error as it is in, in our industry but if you can avoid some of that you may as well do that so uh, my biggest advice you right now is and obviously I'm a little one, a little biased being a coach but I would get with my coach I would get with one of these guys and go here's here's my business there's a hundred shoulds right? Like I should, I should, I should, right? I should do this with video. I should, like there's a hundred shoulds that each of you should do and, and, and you're going to get lost in, in, in this, in the wilderness of shoulds. You need someone and usually it takes somebody else to help guide you and go, all right, of all the options, let's pick the one or two that we will and let's go nail those, right? Let's go knock those out of the park. So, so I think it's easy to walk out here going, there's and there's a hundred options and there are, right? But, but get with someone who can give you some insight in your business, who can see you around the corner a little bit and go, Let's wipe. Here's the here's the hundred things. Let's pick the two or three that we're gonna go get really really great at, and then we can go pick some more of that. But I would I would come up with a could should must list almost. Here's things we could do. Here's the things we probably should do. Here's the two or three we must do, and 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 put them in order.
2: Mm, solid. Yeah.
3: Yeah, for sure. So there's a couple different ways to approach it. Um, First of all, I think philosophically is, you know, when you cut somebody off, Um, philosophically, I don't believe in having a database per se. I believe in being in the flow of the business. It's just a little bit different way of looking at it. So, uh, you know, back to my earlier point about collecting people and then dripping on them, just has never really made sense because people do business with other people that they didn't necessarily know, like, and trust. They just have to be in the right position at the right time to provide the right value. Right, so this, this idea that you go out and you hug your customers and create these relationships they are always going to do business with you. We've, been, we've met people at soccer that didn't use you for your real estate agent or people in your family. right? So the whole idea is about creating value in the right moment at the right time. And then a lot of times the relationship happens from there. So I'm always constantly looking for, obviously, you want to plant a lot of seeds and be looking in the future. But isn't there people that need to buy a house today or get a loan today? or want to see a home today, or list their home today. So all my focus is on that, and then I create relationships that will that will branch off from there. So yes, you can evaluate, I'm just trying to like twist it just a little bit. Yes, you can evaluate your database, but also I think about, well, if you're doing all that work, why aren't you evaluating who are the people that are buying today? They might not be in your database. So where are those people at, and how do you find them? So that's why AI can help you do like It's system like, who's the, that's why I the different personality types and files, so you could explore that really quickly, and then really quickly be like, oh, the more leads I have, the more options I have. So let's go find more options, right? And so you could twist it a little bit that way too. Did I answer your question good enough? Okay. And,
1: and I would just totally disagree. Um, <laughs> I love this. And what I mean by that, I'm giving you a hard time. What, what I mean by this, like, I, I, I think there's a lot of truth. I'm totally giving him a hard time. Trust me, I love he, this. He, he wouldn't love me if I didn't. Um, like there, there's a tool we have right now called Revaluate, which you can put your database. We did this on Wednesday. The guy opened his database up put His database in there and it kicked back. It, it, it uses AI, all these amazing platforms. And what they do is they look at all the people that are in their database, cross reference that with all these other, uh, other things, and they tell them all the deals they had missed out on that were in their database in the last 12 months. And like the dude was almost in tears in the front of the room, right? He's like, Why do I volunteer for this stuff? Like he was about ready to right? because it was
4: 0.5 million GCI.
1: It was a huge, and, and they're like, Do you know Larry? He's like, Yeah, I. Yeah, I know that guy, right? This like actually he, right? proves my point exactly. But right? right? it, it, it was brutal, right? But but here's what here's where the it, it's coming in, right? The software is then looking at all the things they're doing, the purchasing history, all this other stuff to help bring to the bottom of of the bucket who you need to reach out to. Because the hard thing is you open your database, it's like eight thousand people, twenty thousand people, it's like I don't know, I can not calling everybody this month, right? You need AI to assist you to go. Oh, looks like looks like Dave's kind of bubbling at the top. I'm just going to call Dave and check in. Dave, what's up? How you doing? And Dave's like, "Oh, actually, we're thinking about moving to whatever." You're like, "Oh, that's so weird." Crazy. The, the robots told me. Yes. What? Yep.
4: Well, yep. doesn't it connect to like stuff in Scrub? Like. You oh know, it, yeah, absolutely. And, like, connect oh, to Oh, he your... visited Zillow last week, Wayne. You should probably call him. What's that? Like, let you know that he visited Zillow and stuff like that. Dude, it's he's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool. So tool. leverage
1: it to help you with with those things. That because because here's the thing: you have three resources, right? Your three big resources are your time, your money, and your energy. So so uh, letting AI help you get the biggest bang for your buck is, is, is really important, right? So it's like, how do I let that be more effective and efficient um, and, and, and spend time in the right place? So does that answer it? What Revaluate. Yeah, we, we've got a sneak peek behind it on Wednesday. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Oh, no, yeah.
2: it's out. It is out.
4: It's yeah. not yeah. Uh, $79 or 1987. Though, no. So brace yourself. That. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I think it's like, it was what, two grand? I two, think grand. It was two grand. And they lost 2.5 million. Yeah. Okay. I'm not good at math, but I think that's a good, like I'm not super good at it, but like that's good a pretty, ROI. yeah. I think that's a decent ROI. Yeah. Yeah. it's pretty awesome. All right. Dan, any other questions you wanted to ask from the, from the room?
4: I, I mean, I'd be curious to hear just more of your guys' questions um, and maybe transition into a little discussion, but
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: social media. I mean, you think about where the evolution of the internet is. We basically went from posting about business to just posting all about our lives and all about our lives is all the buying habits. So for instance, Hoosie, yeah, you can connect to social media and we will be like essentially scrubbing. When I talked about a CRM being inverted, I I view Hoosie as that inversion. So it's like, oh, hey, Bob mentioned that they're looking for a a painter. Isn't painter a life event that might trigger a home sale? So you might want to reach out to Bob. Right, that sort of that sort of vibe, and that's what I'm building now. So I, I look at I look at social media as the number one place that you actually be interactive, interact with, and find those people. I,
1: I it, it's no, but like to your point earlier, it's no different than what Amazon's been doing to you for ten years, right? How Literally many of you that. log into Amazon? And you're like shoot, I do want that book. Like, I had no idea. Like, I can't believe I need that thing for my kitchen. You know what I mean? Right? Like, it's that's exactly what it's doing. It's, all, it's already happening to us, so we may as well start using it. For the, right? So, like, in your, in your product in the future, you log in, and, and you don't have to remember all this stuff anymore. You know that Dave loves Italian. This is his favorite place. His birthday is this date. He loves to walk in this park. Like, it's freaky, and yet it's all out there. Right? The big guys are using it, so why aren't we using it to level up our, our connection in our, our database?
3: And that shows exactly how hackable we are as people. We're, we're very, very hackable. Oh, my gosh. So there's a lot of emphasis put on how do we prompting machines. Just to be fully show all my cards here, I'm in the business of prompting human beings. Right? If you understand that, like what's coming out of who's here, what's coming out of, that's really telling people what to do and how to operate their business. I think that we should be taking that very seriously is how influenced are we by the machines telling us what to do right? So these are, these are one of those very, very deep philosophical discussion, but if you realize that we're being prompted by machines, who's alignment with you and what are they telling you to do and why are they telling you to do it and how are they telling you to do it, right? So that's what I mean by using a specialized GPT or you being specialized at using it so you're more in control of what's being spit back out at you.
1: you want to get ticked off, of, go watch that. So what is it? The social... The social dilemma? Uh, the social dilemma. Yeah, social dilemma.
2: So Ooh. branching off of that, like there's several large language models out there uh, and Facebook has a really, really powerful one now. In fact, Facebook, I'm, the ones that I'm really, really worried about are Google and Facebook because they have more data on us than anybody. G- Google knows everything that we're searching for. Like, they're, they're probably conf- completely confused by my search history, but, you know. Uh, but, like, the amount of data that they have and building a, building a prediction model around that data. Like Facebook has a ton of info. You guys think it's a social network? It's not a social network. It's a data mining center. That's what they're doing. They're mining data. So now they can create a profile around me and know what's going to push my buttons and what's what kind of content to put in front of me or what kind of products to put in front of me that's going to make me hit that you know pay or subscribe button. So uh, ChatGPT, the reason they made it free, by the way, is they said, we want everybody to go use it, use it because we're going to use you as the example to go train the model so that we can use that to pull out GPT-4 and then we're going to still give it away for free so people keep using it, so we're going to use it to continually learn. Well, like if Zillow ever comes up with their own AI architecture, I think that might be frightening.
3: To show how that went, it, like, GPT-2 had about, like 1.7 billion parameters. GPT-3 had 175 billion parameters. GPT-4 has 1.7 trillion. So you see the, like, the exponential factor of the intelligence and what's being fed into it. We're talking about 1,000x each iteration. So do 1,000x again and look where we're at, right? So those are those are deep numbers Is because of all of us putting all the information in.
2: Scary.
1: Yeah.
4: What
3: about about success stories?
1: I was just going to say, how does
0: that saying go if you don't know what the product is? You're the product? You're the product. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that's a big thing. You know, that's another good side note. You're kind of going to your jab, 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 right hook thing. For all of us, and this is a a second piece, but when you're – what is the tension is the currency of today, meaning when you're watching videos, somebody else is getting paid. Right when you're when you're reading somebody else's content, somebody else is getting paid. Right when you're creating content, usually you're getting paid. So I think a big part of this is like using it to become the creator. Right, use it to become the person who's putting it out there. Right, stop being like get ticked off that every time you're watching everybody else's videos, someone else is getting paid. Like let that tick you off go like I'm not doing I'm not going to be a consumer all the time. I'm going to be a creator. I, I I'm not I'm going to get me some.
4: Oh, I just wanted to. <laughs> touch on, because I know that some of you guys got several success stories, but how have you guys seen agents actually thus far use AI to close more business, see success, land that listing, whatever?
2: I got got a good one. Uh, So I created uh, like a prompt to to help create like a marketing plan around a specific listing, and I had an agent approach me, and she was like, hey, I'm going to go to this listing, and uh, I want to kind of wow them when I walk in the door, so we developed this prompt, put together a whole complete marketing plan around this listing, and she walked in like with 20 pieces of content and mm-hmm. email marketing and you know branding and all this other stuff, and the, the, the seller literally fell on the floor. She was like, I'm canceling my next three listing appointments because you're hired. You've
4: already put 20 hours in, clearly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They feel guilty. Yeah. At least for a while until they, they realize yeah. what's going on.
2: So, uh, And there's several others that branch off of that. In fact, that was kind of the birth of marketing here. That's when I was really like, hmm, I think I might have something here.
3: <laughs> what about you, Eric? I, I actually really like that example. And, and in prepping for meetings, um, you know, you only got really one chance to make sure that you really stand out. And that one chance doesn't come back you know, five seconds later, 10 seconds later, it's done. And so the more you prepare, prepared up front, the less you've practiced on your client, the more you've practiced with AI, the more you've assisted yourself to be fully prepared for each and every interaction. Each and every interaction maybe a $10,000 deal, or twenty thousand. you have no idea. But yet we treat it like they're a dime a dozen. And so really using this to level up. So when you're in front of your client, you have all the access to all the information. You've really done your homework. You prepared for them and it's personalized yeah. for them is the best. And I, I love using AI now to really find out who the best prospective buyer likely is for the property. Mm. And magically, it happens to be mostly the reason why the seller bought it. So they're in complete alignment with your marketing plan when you've done it this way. And it's the most likely reason why the buyer will actually come to you. And you have all your marketing assets around that message. And you have all your, st- you see what I mean? So that is just a great use case to really dive deep into the actual data itself with a push button, you know, or a link or whatever. So it, it's just, it just makes you look like a superhero if you really use it this way.
1: Uh, for me, my, we're seeing our clients just—they're able to quadruple down in their content. They're doing more content, better, and more personalized. Right. so, they're just, they're able to quadruple down without having any additional expenses, or and actually reducing time. So it's been it's been huge for them.
2: And soon, you're going to be able to put your own persona into AI and say, "Hey, I want to create a video of me saying this right here." You just script it in, and it actually yeah. just—actually, well, yeah. yeah. it's here now. Yeah. You can yeah. you can Who do that now. Yeah, yeah. it's not free.
4: On earth does it work.
2: But that's that's kind of what's coming. So you could be the CEO of a company and say, Hey, I wanna say this to Eric because he just unsubscribed from Marketing Hero, and it'll create the video for you in your voice with your face personalized to him and he his, thinks he's watching a video. His voice like, thing is
4: trippy. Like this is what Larry sent me around my voice the other day. Let's see if it plays. Hey
2: everyone, I'm Dayton
4: Parks. First, I wanna say thank you so much for coming to the KFA quarterly mastermind event. Prepare to have your mind completely blown
1: today. Dude, that's, that's weird. <laughs> like, if you're not really listening, like you, like that's and yeah. In two weeks, I, it'll be I even. I played that, like, that for, his,
0: uh, for his cousin yesterday, and he didn't know it wasn't him. Oh, really? I played that, I played that for Michael. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 He's like, well, it sounded like maybe the microphone was moving in and out or something, but it—he had no
3: idea. Yeah. So, so what we're seeing, we're seeing a pendulum swing, right? And when a pendulum swings one way, what happens? It swings the other way, right? The tables always turn. So we're seeing this. We're seeing this, you know, mass market like push out stuff, push out stuff, and eventually all the consumers are like, that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I know it's just a an AI generated right. video of the right. CEO. I want an actual call from the. I'd rather have a call from the assistant rather than the AI generated video from yep. the CEO, right? Some of us are gonna, and it's gonna swing the pendulum the other way. So just part of the right, just part of the journey, and let's ride it together. But you win if you're
4: in the beginning. Right? If, you're, if you're onto it, if you're utilizing this stuff before people catch on, that you're going to win.
1: Pretty huge. <laughs> Any
2: questions? other questions? Any other
0: questions? Do you guys find stuff. this valuable today? You find this good stuff? <clears throat> Woo! So we can definitely take some more questions, but I just want to take a moment to thank everybody uh, for being here. Uh, your guys' feedback to us is hugely uh, valuable. So please continue to provide the feedback, positive and constructive Only positive. Uh, no we want to hear it all because we're trying to continue to grow and, and build this thing for you guys so uh, keep it up keep bringing it special thanks to, to rain church uh, glenn johnson the whole crew you guys have been awesome we're very grateful to be in relationship with you guys thank you very much
1: Give them a round. Awesome.
2: you're the
0: best
1: and obviously thank you to all
0: these gentlemen uh, for, for coming up here i feel much more intelligent just being around you guys so thank yeah
4: you. before we forget to mention two classes do you want to touch on that
2: yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more AI classes, you guys, because I think that, like, the one thing that I've gotten out of this was how much info there is still to give out and, and share. So I, yeah. I think more AI classes on quick, tactical, and practical things that you can use every day in your business without going nerd level 10.
4: Yeah, I mean, we were at Handress Realty the other day and you, were, you probably showed like, I mean, you went through them fast, but like 20 different platforms and everyone was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And th- yeah. all these different pain points that we have, there's probably something already out there. If not, it's going to be here soon. It's just about discovering it, which is the hard part. But I would, I would highly encourage, you to show up to some of Larry's classes. He's already, you know, at least a few steps ahead of this stuff and can kind of show you. Before
2: or, or if you want me to come out to your brokerage or your team and, and, and do a class too, we can schedule that out as well.
3: Last word on that. I think that's so critical because if you went to the gym without a plan, it's going to be overwhelming. If you went to Costco yeah. without a plan, it's pretty overwhelming. Expensive. So if you if you think about AI without a plan, it's pretty overwhelming. Pretty huge. So come up with a plan, implement the plan, be thoughtful, be intentional, and this vast world starts to get really small and really defined for you and it's it become, this is step one, this is step two, but have a plan. And that does require sometimes having a person help you create the plan, but, but create the plan first. Yep. Yep. Any last questions? I think, Wayne, you got a,
1: All right, let's wrap up. Give these guys a big round. Thank you guys very much. Good job. You guys are awesome.
0: Welcome to the KFA podcast,
4: where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass. Ass.